Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 214. You will rest in peace. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a moan breaker. Strict plan, it's a board. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 214 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty, coming to you from New York, New York. Joined this week by, as always, Hollywood Mark Schwan. Mark, welcome back. Oh, man. It's lovely to be back, Putty, especially here in New York, New York, as you said. <laughs> now, with everything going on, you know, our beloved governor has rose to prominence. Everyone loves Andrew Cuomo. He's becoming one of the favorite governors in the world, if not the country. I'm going to make him the second favorite. Joining us tonight is my personal favorite governor, the governor of BCW, Governor A.J. Pan. Mr. Pan, thank you for joining us here. It's a true, true honor. Oh, God. Well, that's correct. It's like, it's the first, the only governor of New York City. Yeah, the first. A.J. Yeah. Pan. And things would be a lot different if I was in full charge, but. The also, governor is of the state, A.J., not necessarily just a city. Just saying. He's the governor of BCW. BCW. I mean, BCW is it, it's it's so engulfing me right now. I have to worry about that, but there's just way too much going on right now to concentrate on. So I feel like AJ, if he was if he was like physically near me, he'd punch me after that. <laughs> Probably, yeah, give you a little smack. Most people do. Most people being around you want to punch you in the face. That is true. I had to call him out. We I just had, had to call him we out. We have an esteemed guest, Governor Pan, is here. Mark, you can. We're doing this via, via video chat. You couldn't comb your hair. You couldn't like presentable. Yeah. yeah. You asked me to come on at 11.30 at night. I was at my bar celebrating. And like... we're entering phase three in two weeks. Damn so right. you have to excuse me, but, you know, he this lit... guy wants to. I apologize. You know, he, you know, he has no life. He's taking pictures with his dogs all week. <laughs> so, but his dog is cute. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, listen, my industry is not coming back till phase four. So I need something to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me Accurate, AJ. <laughs> I'm going to be nice to you. Let's let's play, let's have some respect with each other. It's no a quarantine, man. No it's a comb pandemic. Your, comb your hair. You started, you fool. I, I was just politely correcting you, saying that a governor is of the state, not necessarily city. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm okay. saying. I'm just, I represent New York City first, first and foremost. So then you're the mayor. So then uh, yeah. you're the mayor. well, the governor, of BCW. I don't know what time. I just I, I started there, but I. I cover everything. It's not that complicated, Mark. I don't see what your problem is. No, it's just, yeah, he wants to... I again, apologize to... for the disrespect. It is, yeah. That's what he came on to do today. Horrible. Yeah, I, I just just get the facts straight. I'm a reporter. We need, to set, we, need, we need to send him to Florida or Texas. Please. To those states that are, yeah. I, I don't mind that. Why would, I'll go why has, would you do that to I'll me? Go That's so mean. Because you have no respect. None. I have, I have nothing but respect. I haven't sensed any in the first three minutes of the show. You know what, Mr. Putty, can we please get back to decorum and Let's try the topics of the evening? Mr. Pan, I've been trying to get you on the show for a long time. I had to finally dig through all my old clothes, pull out my XFL jersey. Uh, I love it. I'm sorry. You know, I wanted to get you during the season. How are you feeling about this? I mean, it's, it's... You, you got a short window. 
I, I'm, I'm upset. COVID destroyed the XFL this time. You know, it's yeah. horrible. It was a good season. Great season. Remember, everybody yeah, everybody was up. getting into it. Yep. You know, it wasn't, you know, uh, back in the past, you could, you know, you could, you could confuse it for sports entertainment. This time Vince did the right thing. And I watched the first couple of games and it was just straight football with, yep. you know, the uh, little Vince twist, but <laughs> it, it, it was great football. And, Unfortunately, uh, COVID, COVID took over, and XFL had to do the job. It says XFL something. XFL is just not meant to be, guys. Let's face the facts. Uh, excuse me, adults are talking. And it says something with like the th- three days of it shutting down. The NFL signed like the three, four biggest stars of the XFL. So there was talent. Exactly, there. exactly. So you know, Mister Mister Schwann doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, it's no, I'm, not uh, listen, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying like, listen, Putty, you could bash me on this when I came on here with you talking about XFL. Uh, you know, I saw a couple games, and it seemed like you know it was, um, you know, it was gaining some steam. People were liking it, and I was watching a game, and it looked good. It was like, some good ball. It was better than what the original was. Much better. You know, but you know, just unfortunately, you're right. I mean, COVID nineteen put damper on that because it was a startup company, and you know, like I said, like you know, hell, hell, maybe it's just not meant to be. But you know, good for some of the players that just wound up getting signed to the NFL. Let's see what happens with them on a bigger stage. We'll see. And that Age of Pan has called him acting. <sighs> Such a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think everything I do is acting? Jesus yeah. Christ. I've never seen you being sincere once. It's fine. Yeah. I am always sincere. Acting. Good job. Sure, yeah. Nice beard, putty. Yeah. Thanks. That, that's, that's why we call this industry kayfabe, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well done. So I'm uh, Mr. Kayfabe, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, this man. <laughs> I guess my whole life is a gimmick, man. <laughs> I, you said it, not I, but if you want to go that route, yes. The wedding was an act. Everything was an act. I mean, hey, I, I've been to parties with you. So I've spoken to some of your coworkers, and they're, they're, I, I, I kind of got them on my page. So. Got them on your page? I want to I hear this. <laughs> I'm going to have to fire some people. I mean, what? <laughs> now, Mr. Pan, I know you're always thinking you're a man of action, you're a man of ideas. Like what? Do you have ideas boiling in your head? What you want to see when BCW ever comes back, if and when? I mean, it is going to come back. What twenty twenty one? Right? Who knows? I mean, the pandemic. I mean, we can't predict everything that's going on right now. Uh, every state is different. I mean, we are here in New York. We're already getting to phase three in about two and a half weeks, so mm-hmm. we can't predict it. Um, I would like to hope by late fall we can return to something, but you can't guarantee it. Uh, all I know is that we're still gearing for the fourth anniversary, the, the show that was a great show uh, that we had plans on the card. You know, I was looking for Asriel to become the next and two-time BCW Heavyweight Champion, so I was looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, you you know, Joey, Joey Ace and Mike Law facing uh, too good and proving that they're not that good. So well, A bit different on that one. Hey, no, actually, me and AJ card. agree on something there. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we agree on something finally. But um, yeah, you know, we had a great card, and you know, we're coming over Queen of the North, which was a fantastic event. A lot of people still raving about it. So um, we were on a great path right there, and sad that COVID knocked everybody out for a loop. But you know what? We're going to persevere, and we are going about our business. So I've been in touch with uh, Mr. Cole. Uh, I hope Rosado was just, you know, making some plantains or whatever the hell he does. But <laughs> me and him, we're in, we're in contact. We're working on whenever BCW, the fourth anniversary, it's still going to happen. Okay. That big event is still going forward. And 
when it does, we hope all the fans return to see us, and we're going to provide a great night of action. Now, we know Evolve shut down. Evolve sold out the library and a lot of their stuff at WWE. So there's an opening of that being that stepping stone. Can BCW fill in Evolve shoes and be the next stepping stone, launching pad of the independent wrestling scene? Uh, 100%. There was definitely that. I, that's why I came on board. You know, I don't like to toot my own horn, but I don't really like to work places that I don't, you know, I don't believe in. Yeah. And when I first came on board to BCW a little after, you know, the first year, uh, I came in, I think, October of that year, 2016. And I saw a lot of hungry young individuals and I saw a company that had the potential to go forward. Um, there's been a lot of changes backstage, but I think we're at a great place now. And I think if we all listen to each other and we just sit down and look towards the future, I think there's a great possibility that BCW can be the force in New York that a lot of companies aren't, that who a lot of companies in New York just want to play the game of, you know, who's the man and, you know, book shows uh, the same night as each other just so they could prove, you know, oh, I can outdraw yeah. you. That's not what we're looking to do. We just want to provide the best in-ring competition and the best storylines and the best characters that, you know, we can in this independent scene. That's why you see a lot of the people we have on the show are not the usual people that you would see on, you know, the local shows going forward. We bring a lot of people. We have guys like Yaya, Montana Black, Billy Brash, who you've never seen in the Northeast performance. We brought them in. And now other companies starting to do that. So, you know, that's what I like to think BCW like to offer that. Well, son, you guys definitely do that. You guys do a good job over there. Quickly, before we move on to the news, have you heard from PCA member Tasha Steele since she joined Impact? How's she doing over there? She's, doing, she's killing it from what I'm watching. She, she's doing good. She's happy. She's working with uh, Kira Hogan, who a lot of people don't know. Uh, I met her a couple of years ago back at ECWA, and we bonded over the Pretty Reckless. She's a Pretty Reckless fan, the mm. band uh, headed by Tyler wow. Momsen. Momsen. So, uh, you know, we've been in discussions about, you know, PCA business, but she's doing her thing, but... There was a friendship there between me and her. We bonded over that. So that's awesome. Good to hear. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's a very. I'm, I'm glad to see them two together in Impact Wrestling. And again, she's killing. Yeah, I mean, they're they're job. making a they're making a great team over there. I've been watching uh, Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan. Uh, you know, Tasha Steeles just looks like she belongs there. You know, it's great to see, especially with like such a competitive women's division. Uh, Impact has. Uh, she's definitely marking her own territory over there. And teaming her up with Kira Hogan's a great launching pad for her. And maybe hey. Impact brings back their women's tag team titles, maybe. Have a yeah, team? I mean, yeah, I've been hearing for people calling for that, yeah. I mean, do I associate with anything but winners? Just saying. Fair enough. Well said. This is the most we're going to agree. <laughs> yes, yes. So on that note, <laughs> let's end it. Let's get into yes. the news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard this. The speaking out movement has been growing on social media over the past week or so, with many women discussing their past experience with abuse and assault in the wrestling industry. Accusations have since surfaced online against talent in both AEW, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, as well as Legends, and NWA executive indie wrestlings, of course. I'm assuming there'll be clearly a lot more stories in the coming weeks. WWE issued a statement saying, and I quote, individuals are responsible for their own personal actions. We have zero tolerance for matters involving domestic abuse, child abuse, and sexual assault. Upon arrest for such misconduct, a talent will be immediately suspended. Upon conviction, the talent will be immediately terminated. Impact also released a statement saying, and I quote, It's our core value of Anthem organization that we conduct our business with respect and integrity, providing a safe and secure work environment 
for our employees, and they went on to say how they're investigating these matters. Well, the axe dropped right away. Jack Gallagher was released this week. Troy Ryan was released. Jay Chris was released. Michael Elgin was suspended and later released. I'm going to name names of everybody because we'll be here all day, but those are the big names coming out of it who have met consequences. AJ, what's going on here? What's going on in this industry? It's it's a crazy time. It's a, it's a disappointing time. And I, uh, um, I think it was uh, Dave Chris, not Jake. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a horrible time as a wrestling fan, as if you're involved in the industry, it's, it's a horrible time because either you are friends with somebody who wasn't, you know, who was named as in, you know, in, in, in the allegations, or you knew one of the females who were, you know, were assaulted and... Yeah, it's just tough, you know, because I don't want to speak for, you know, Mark, but, you know, like, I, we just want to go out there and perform. We want to have good times. Uh, we want to put on a good show. Um, you know, I don't want, you know, I'm not here to put myself over, but, you know, I like to think I have a great relationship with a lot of the female works in the industry, and it's really disheartening to see what's been going on in this in the business right now, which it's disgusting. You know, a few people I've I've called friends, to hear them call out and to read all the allegations against them, it's it just it puts a uh, you know a knot in my stomach to see it, and it's just horrible. You know, a couple of people I've had you know pictures on my you know on you know on my wall that I was great friends with, and I had to take it down because I was just disgusted at what happened. It's it's just really really horrible. Uh, and uh, I could jump in on top of that, HA. Um, everything that you said, I hundred percent agree with. I uh, you know it's just. It's shocking. It's it's there's just no words for it. It's it's appalling to see, especially as more and more of these stories come out. Uh, you know, especially like you know the multiple ones that came out against Joy Ryan. You know, it's it's almost like you know you, you know some of these people, you work with some of these people, you want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but then you just hear more and more and more about it. And it's just like I can't, I can't. You know, like every woman deserves to be heard. Absolutely. You know, or or man, you know, as we saw with Keith Lee, I mean, yeah. he it happened to him as well. You know, there's guy or girl, this could happen to anyone. You know, for the record, um, you know, it's just I, I don't know, man. I, I'm personally at a loss for words. No yeah, man. it's it's a horrible situation. Like, like, you know, I hate to, you know, you mentioned Joey Ryan, and um, it's it's hard. I mean, you know, a lot of people say, you know, it's and, and it's hard to read because a lot of people say like, oh yeah, of course you expected it because of the gimmick and. You know, I've I've been lucky. Well, I, I uh, again, it's hard for me to even talk about because I've known him saying, you know, about it almost maybe six, seven years. Uh, we worked together a lot of times, and I've known him working with him. We were, you know, friendly outside of the business. I had, you know, dinner when he went visited in New York with him and his wife, and they seemed just so in love and stuff. And I know his relationship with Candace was to me, it just seemed so organic and. Then to read everything that happened to him, and ah, it just it, it hurt my heart. It turned my stomach to to think that you know a guy that I thought was you know such a good guy, and he fought for intergender wrestling and stuff, and yeah. he he turned out to do this, and uh, I know. you know not you know not, not even just like for me, but I feel bad for his victims and his ex wife and just everything involved, and I'm just disappointed. I'm like it's so. It's so upsetting and disheartening to see all this happening. And it's 2020. We need to be better people. Like, it's not even about men, women. Like, we need to be better human beings. Yeah. 
That's well said. Respect everybody. Like the same way we're fighting for like equality, like, you know, intergender wrestling and women's wrestling is just as good as men's wrestling. And no, like men, women are just, women and men are equal. We shouldn't be put in this position, like even think of this anymore. And it's. No, I agree. Like, you know, at the same time though, from what I know, like, listen, I, I'm in the acting industry. I, um, you know, I've already gone through this with the Me Too movement uh, as it hit Hollywood a couple of years ago. And I'm actually shocked that it took so long for it to hit professional wrestling. Uh, I'm actually shocked that it's hitting the indies first, more so than, like, you know, the older guys that were in WWE and WCW. That's a whole other thing. But, you know, what I can say right now is just, like, you know, like yes, there needs to be more of a human uh, aspect here. Um, I think we need to listen to people, but I think we need to listen to everybody. Because, you know, like anyone, could, you can say anything at all on Twitter and social media. Um, you know, the last time I checked, you know, none of us were, you know, trained investigators, you know, by any means. Uh, you know, you hear this, and it's just like, it's almost just like the same stuff with like, you know, the misinformation that goes out there about, you know, um, about the racial issues and, and the pandemic. You know, you, at a certain point, it gets to the fact that you don't necessarily know what to believe because all it takes is one person. And I saw this with the Me Too movement. Uh, all it takes is one person to just kind of damper everything. You know, one person that makes a false accusation and it comes out, it's like that, that story was false. It, it ruins it for everybody. You know, and I, I, I hope, you know, the investigations are being done by promoters uh, on the uh, main level and in the indie level that they're done, taken seriously and thoroughly because you know what like everyone deserves the truth that's uh the slippery slope like you mentioned with the whole me too movement because as you saw with that there were accusations that were false not a mo not a lot of them there were a couple and so we do agree every victim every woman should be heard man or man should come out and be heard it's just you got to be careful with this you got like you said just thoroughly investigate don't take one side listen to both sides uh, there are three sides to every story there side are. a side b and the truth Oh, yeah. So just got to be careful. Of, um, just got to be careful. The accusations come out. You got to listen to people thoroughly and uh, not pass judgment too soon. No. I mean, it... Because it, it's easy listen, to do. The court of public opinion, we're, about, we're ready to find people guilty in the drop of a hat. It's, it's very easy to do. Uh, moving on. Good news, bad news. Bad news is Tessa Blanchard was fired as well. Good news. Nothing goes anything sexual harassment related. <laughs> she was fired, stripped of her world championship. <laughs> Apparently, there's some contract disputes. They wanted her to. She's been stuck in Mexico. They wanted her to promote, shoot some vignettes, promos, hyping up Slammiversary coming up in a couple weeks. She refused to do that. There were several attempts to make her come back, all of which failed. Both sides couldn't come to terms on her return. Her contract was set to expire this summer. She had a two-year contract two years ago. Is rumored there is interest from both AEW and WWE to bring her in. Surprise, surprise, mm -hmm. as one would think. Now, she doesn't have a squeaky clean past either. There are some skeletons in her closet. Do you think this is a time for these two companies to reach out to bring her in, especially with WWE's weakened woman roster? Do you think it's a good time to bring Tessa Blatchett on your roster? Uh, I don't think right now would be the right time, especially with everything going on and uh, Tessa's uh, alleged past. Um, again, she's another person. Um, professionally, I'm a huge fan of. I've worked with her in the past. I professionally i have i've never had anything but a pleasant relationship with but with everything going on right now um wwe and aew they have enough women on their roster that i don't think tesla would maybe would move the needle enough to mm. garner taking that on her 
you have so many women, you know, especially WWE, you have the Raw roster, the SmackDown roster, NXT, and AEW, if, it's, if you know, I've been very critical of them in the past, but if they actually, you know, put forth a lot of their women's division, they have a fantastic roster of women on their, you know, on roster. So, when healthy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, I was, uh, I'm was a huge fan of Krista Statlander. Unfortunately, she's injured right now, but, you know, uh, Hikaru Shida, uh, Penelope Ford, great, you know, women's talents right now. And they're on the court, you know, uh, Anna Jay has a huge upside. Right. Uh, you know, they, viewed, um, uh, Abaddon. AEW Women Division, it, it, it's getting shit on, but, you know, like, not for nothing, like, a lot of these women, they weren't working on TV every week on a regular basis beforehand. They didn't, they weren't really familiar with each other beforehand. And, you know, I feel like they're starting to catch some chemistry. Uh, and they're, they're lighting some sparks. But, sorry to jump in on you, AJ, there, but, like, you know, I, I think a name, a name would help that women's division. Uh, a lot more. A big name. You know, a name yeah. like Tessa, a name like Tessa Blanchard, I think AW stock would go way up. Now, but, but do you think it's happen? worth the risk right now? That's the thing. Will it happen? Is you her know, dad there? Is her, Tony, dad? her dad is there, isn't he? AW Tony he Martin? is, but at the same time, she, her name right now has kind of a negative connotation. So. Yeah. That's everything going yeah, on. And, you know, the cons, they took a stance, you know, with Hulk Hogan and Linda Hogan. Yes. Uh, you know, True. If they did that with the Hogan's, they're going to do that with Tessa Blanchard. One would think. Yeah, you would hope. You know, so like just to stay like somewhat consistent with their message, uh, what they're doing. And WWE, they obviously didn't sign her for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah unfortunately, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of Tessa Blanchard's talent. Oh, me too. Uh, I, yeah. I think what she did in the ring is unbelievable. Do I know her stories to be true? No, I don't. I wasn't there. No. Uh, you know, like, I can't say for sure if it is, then shame on her. You know, can people change? Yeah, I think they can. I don't necessarily know when these stories took place. But, you know, Tessa Blanchard, you're, you guys are right. I mean, right now, she's got a bad name on her. She was, let's, let's face the facts, what she did with, I'm sorry, with, with Impact, kind of professional, man. Like, yeah. you know, that doesn't help her cause either. They're asking for promos. Yeah, she's in Mexico, so they're asking for promos. They're asking her to do this. They're asking her to do that. And nothing. Not, not even some sort of correspondence. No. I mean, how does that fly? Any other job, hey, you're fired. It's not that she I don't care how talented you are. And not only she refused promos and had some contract disputes. Impact Wrestling took a huge gamble by putting their world championship on her. No other woman has been world champion of a promotion that I am aware of. So not a major No, yeah, like no, this. me either, yeah. They made her... Not the woman's champion, their world champion, the face of the company. And in turn, she does this. And she can't do a promo. In Mexico. <laughs> it's the same issue so many indie promoters have. And a but, national televised company can't get that world champion to cut a promo. And she's, cut, <laughs> she's so, cutting promos. It's so ridiculous. And we're going through. <laughs> she's cutting promos in Mexico before. She had to explain why she couldn't make the, the main event of a, the last pay-per-view they had to cancel. Yeah. So she has the ability to do it. The fact Two that she minutes. didn't do it. It's the pandemic. You have nothing going on. Yeah. Cut, excuse me, cut a friggin' promo, and you can't do it. Uh, you're a world champion. Like, uh, yeah. come on. And again, I, I, I like Tessa. I'm a huge fan of her work, but... It's disappointing. It, it's disappointing it, it if you're a fan of Tessa's work, because you, you, you expect her, you expect so much more from her, especially when you're given that major opportunity. You know, you're, you're a trailblazer. You just won the World Heavyweight Championship and a major promotion. Yeah, you and, could have made and, such and, a difference for women. Yeah. Excuse me for jumping in, but yeah, like you were that person to hopefully catapult 
women's wrestling or just women wrestlers in general to show that you could be equal or even above the male competitors. And she just friggin' blew it. She absolutely did, man. Yeah. I, I, I hope this isn't like a mark against any other woman. Like, you know, I think Charlotte could be that other woman too, to like break that barrier to win a, a heavyweight championship in WWE. Thank you know, you. I, I think she could. And it would be realistic depending on who the opponent is. I, I don't think she could do it against Braun Strowman unless, it, you know, they put in some uh, creative stuff in there. But at the you same know, time, we've they had matches with Tessa and Brian Cage. Which, sure. Yeah, sure. Right. So you, know, you, know, so you, you know, never know. But you know, Good I can too. see that. But at the same time, you know, I know there's so many Charlotte haters out there. But whatever, she's Ric Flair's daughter. Fine, but she's earned her spot. She, she puts has. on fantastic matches with every person on the roster, and she's elevated so many women. So, you know, I, 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 I get a little bit of the hate, but at the same time, recognize, have a clear judgment. She's done so much. Women's pro wrestling. Look at her talent level, too. Oh, yo. You know, she's phenomenal. She's the most physically gifted person I've seen in that ring since I don't know. She's got the it factor. She just looks like a champion. She screams like a champion. She she talks like a champion. Like she she is it. She's the main person. She deserves to be the face of the company right now. It's a shame that she's injured or actually taking some time off, whatever you want to call it. She's gonna be out for a couple months. But yeah. and so many people don't understand business. I get hardcore wrestling fans. I, I was, I still am. But at the same time, a Fox executive, a USA executive, you want Charlotte Flair on your program. She's money. Yeah, She's money. Might, okay, we might love, I, I'm a huge fan of Ruby Riot. Guess what? Unfortunately, she's not that marquee name right now. She's not selling tickets. Hmm. Charlotte Flair is the person who you want on ESPN, on Access Hollywood, whatever, whatever program that's going to hype WWE, Charlotte Flair is that person. Let's face the facts. Every sport has that person at the moment. And NFL, it's Patrick Mahomes right now. You know, for, for basketball, it's LeBron James. You know, at one point, Kobe Bryant. At one point, Michael Jordan. You know, for, for wrestling, for wrestling right now, like, listen, they're losing stars by the minute. They lost Roman Reigns. It was in Becky Lynch. You know, now it's Charlotte Flair. Now she's done. Now what? Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Now, now you have Edge and Randy Orton. Randy Orton is at the top of this game, doing a phenomenal job. And but now what? You're going to call Undertaker back after he just retired? You're going to call Brock Lesnar to come back? You're going to hurry up Edge's recovery? What are you going to do? Yeah. It's whatever. Putties, tell me to wrap up. So let's wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to miss your weekly gushing, creaming your pants over Charlotte Flair that she's out the next couple of months. I'm not going to miss that at all. Weekly and week out, same records, same spiel, same speech. Stop it. Ooh. Finally, in other news, <laughs> producers Adam Pierce, Jamie Noble join Renee Young and Caleb Braxton as being tested positive for COVID-19. This is Caleb Braxton's second time getting the virus within three months. According to PW Insider, stated that the positive test results could actually be in the two dozen range, but this is not yet confirmed. What does the future of WAW hold? Do you think they'll continue going on with these tapings? Because uh, it's getting pretty dangerous down there in Florida right now. And it's going to spread... Like They're essential, putty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When this was a, uh, when this was nothing down in Florida, now this there's a new epicenter. It's. I would like to thank Caleb Braxton for confirming what I was always asking. Uh, can you get COVID nineteen twice? Apparently, you yeah, can. The answer was always no. But now, yeah, sadly, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So apparently, you can. 
you know, it, it's just sad to see, like, you know, people attacking Renee Young, people attacking Kayla Braxton, the fact that, you know, Kayla had to deactivate her Twitter. I uh, was saying, like, really? oh, Roman Reigns is it? Yeah, at one point she had to deactivate her Twitter because people were attacking her. Uh, Renee Young, like, oh, thanks a lot. No, she was a she was a mole, you know, trying to, you know, affect John Moxley. So, like, what, 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 what the fuck are we talking about? What are you talking about? Where's this coming from? How many conspiracy theorists do you follow? Yeah, that's just, it boggles my mind. These are human beings. These are human beings, man. They they caught they caught a, a deadly virus. Let's hope for the best for them. Yeah, seriously. This is, this is, uh, it's not looking too good down there, though. No, I mean, AEW has the advantage because eight Daily Plaza, whatever it's called, is outdoors. Well, no, well, I, I, and I hate to say because I was telling friends of mine when they would talk about it. I'm like, oh, no, of course Vince is testing for this every week. Of course he's ahead of the game. And it turns out he wasn't. And I'm like, like how the, how the freak can you not be testing all of your talent every day they, ta- day they come in? for tapings like it's insane like i gotta give it up to uh, as much as i'm critical of aew i gotta give it up to tony khan and the staff there for testing everybody who comes in their workers and you know and and besides that they've been transparent online about you know what like this week alone qt marshall and with john moxley that they kept them off tv due to this and wwe is trying to act like it doesn't exist i'm like it's mind-boggling like you know it's insane that a company that's been around on television less than a year in AEW and Vince McMahon, who's been around for 70 years, WWE, WWF, and they do not have these practices, you know, uh, you know, they don't, they don't have them like right at the door for all these talents because you're taping multiple shows. AEW does one show. They tape Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and it's insane that, that, that they like this. I think that's part of the problem because they were testing everybody. No one could step foot without being tested. And I think that's the problem with this country. Everyone started getting laxed. People started getting more comfortable with it. And now people uh, are paying the price, including people in Florida. Well, that's, what, that's what happens when you have a pandemic that's being politicized, yeah. you know? And that's, what, that's what's going on because, you know, you. I, I, I can get political about this, but it's not a political podcast. It's, it's a wrestling <laughs> podcast. So I'll, I'll, I'll just leave those thoughts to myself. Yeah, but, yeah we, could, we could go on that for an hour. Yeah, so. we'll talk about that off air. <laughs> but for now, how about we get talk about some TV this week? Hell yeah. Yes. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, guys. We had, a, in my opinion, pretty good week of TV. Mark, you start with you. Let's start with our guest, the governor himself, AJ Pan. Look at this point we talk about, instead of talking about all the TV shows, we talk about one or two things from a show. Mr. Pan your top moment, AJ. What was your takedown? What was your must-see moment this week? My favorite thing about TV is Bailey and Sasha Banks. Really? I love Bailey. She's doing so good in her role right now. And I've, I've, been, I've, I've spoke about this. You know, At the beginning, I didn't like the way... She was fitting into the role, and I thought it was a huge mistake uh, turning her from... To me, she, I thought she had the potential to be the female John Cena, and they dropped the ball on her numerous statement. times. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, how many little girls do you see dressed as her? True. The same way you saw... And, you know, they, there was the potential there, and for whatever reason, they the higher-ups did not see her as that. So uh, when she finally be, turned heel, it opened the door for her, and I wasn't sure how it was going to happen. 
and you know how she was going to react to it and um it turned the corner for me right when they had this virus series uh angles with SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and yeah, she sure. came out and attacked Shayna Baszler. That was a big coming she out. She came out there and she laid her out with with her finisher. I'm like, okay, I think she finally has a a hold on what her character should be. And I think besides Oscar, she's been knocking it out of the park right now with her persona. I think she's been doing brilliant work, and they're my favorite part of WWE TV right now. I have to say this about Bailey. Um, you know, when she's on, she's on. I feel like yeah. she's got some like really great moments in there, but I feel like there are moments where she's just not as consistent with that. I feel like there are moments where she um, she's either not believing what she's saying, or she she's not believing her own character. Sometimes uh, you, I see in her eyes, and it just something something feels off sometimes. Not all the time, because there are moments like I said, she's like, "Wow, that's really good. That's awesome." But and I'd like to see a little bit more consistency with her. Personally, before we move on to you, Mark, I'm gonna just cut the line here. Uh, my TV takedown is Sasha Banks and Bailey as well. I think they're one of the best things going on TV right now. I mentioned there how I, I mentioned how I was <laughs> loving Bailey as a heel. I think she started off a little slow. She did. She now she grew yeah, into her character, and you disagree, you disagree with me. I think it was a couple months ago. And now over the last couple months, her parents, Sasha Banks, I love them together. They're like I just said, must see for me. And now in the weakened women's division with the loss of Charlotte Flair, loss of Becky Lynch, having these women on all the shows is a key. I'm really hoping Sasha Banks wins the Raw. I think it's going to look bad for Asuka dropping the title so soon. But having those two women carry all four belts would be an iconic storyline going into this summer. I'm all about it. They're killer on commentary. Their <laughs> promos are awesome. Their chemistry together is off the charts, as we all know. And, uh, yeah, again, week in, week out. I've been trying to say this for the last couple of weeks, but today, this past week, with the boiling point and um, must-see TV for me as well, AJ. Great point. Great minds think alike. Exactly. So I apologize for you now. Let's hear Mark's takedown. Yeah, let's see what he has. His, uh... There are a few good moments, man. Britt there are a few Baker. good moments that Britt stood Baker, out right? for me. Can I just save you some time? Britt Baker? Was it Britt Baker? It's not oh, Britt she's Baker. Fantastic. I, I love what Britt Baker does. Thank you. Thank oh, you. She's, she's killing it, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I could easily go with Edge because of the fact oh, of, like, yeah. you know, his promo I thought was sick. Yes. Uh, but I'm actually not going with that because I've said it week, week, yeah. week, week, okay. week. Like, you know, Edge, it's Edge, it's Edge. You know, I can't blame you. You can't blame me. It's just too damn good. But you know what? I saw something different this week, something I haven't really seen in wrestling before, and you know it caught my eye. I thought it was very interesting. I hope to see more of it. Uh, on AEW Dynamite, you know, they did that press conference with uh, Cody Rhodes and uh, Jake Hager. It felt real. For, I, I dug the fact, like you know, how they are asking uh, Pro Wrestling Insider, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, Illustrated, yeah, yeah, thank you, Pro Wrestling Illustrated uh, reporters. Uh, I, I like how grounded it was. Uh, it, there was like a real sense to it, like you know, as if you were seeing like a boxing uh, press conference or even a UFC. You know, it wasn't over the top; it wasn't like, completely over the top. But it was just enough to have that believability in there. And I, I would love to see more of that in wrestling uh, because I thought it was unique and cool. I, I don't. I mean, AJ, you, you watch wrestling for a long time. Have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen something like that. You, they, they've tried doing things like the last thing I could remember is probably when. When they did Sean and uh, Stone Cold, and they had Mike Tyson there, that's like the other yeah, one. that was a really long time ago, really, really yeah. long time ago. 
I remember something that comes with, uh, to mind. Hulk Hogan and Sid Vicious. Back in, I think it was WrestleMania or SummerSlam years ago. They had a press conference like that to announce the next number one contender, and it was Hulk Hogan oh, yeah. and Sid Vicious. And, that, and that was even before Hogan. And, I mean, that was before Michaels and Austin. Yeah, it was way before. Michael, yeah. Michaels, Austin, and Tyson, I mean, that definitely grabbed headlines, especially with like, how it came to be. Uh, might be a little over the top, but hey, not for nothing. I mean, we've seen that UFC how many times, right? Yeah. You know, and I thought this was really cool. And again, like, tells the story very well. I, you know, it was tough for me because I was choosing between that or the, actually another AEW Dynamite moment I want to mention is, uh, you know, Orange, uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. Yes. Uh, that brawl they had at the end. Listen, I, I've heard Orange Cassidy by name before he came to AEW. I loosely knew his reputation. I saw some clips. I was like, I, I, don't, I don't really get it with this guy. You know, the people seem to really like him. And everyone kept on saying, just wait, just wait. Just wait, and I hear him. I go, oh, fuck, that was really good. <laughs> and I want to know if you credit that to Orange Cassidy, or if you credit that to Chris Jericho, who makes everyone look like they're a fucking rock star, or just you know they just both have good chemistry. I don't know, but uh, kudos to both of them. But again, I gotta go with the uniqueness of what I saw at the press conference. So uh, quickly, uh, a couple weeks ago, Shawn Michaels was on backstage. WB back backstage, rest in peace. Great show. And can I say, I'm so, I'm so sad that show got canceled. Me too. Like, I love that show. That's my favorite show of the week. Me too. It was very fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I hated the time slot, man. Because when I did catch it, though, I really enjoyed that's it. What, what, I couldn't commit like. to seeing it. Every you night. record and I watched it the next day. There's, there's, yeah, some called DVR. I would watch yeah, it whatever. Monday mornings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of loaded up with uh, what my wife wants to watch. So uh, Yeah. <laughs> Housewives, your wife wants to watch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we had uh, Shawn Michaels on there, and he made an interesting point that just stuck out with me i forgot who he said it to was it them themselves or triple h or something um the pairing of raquel gonzalez and dakota kai in nxt gave yes. him serious diesel Shawn michaels vibes from the night oh no, that's yes. spot on but then well, I, I think she's, she's even now going by um big uh, mommy cool uh, big mommy cool yeah loved it loved and then it. two weeks ago we had ace austin paired up with madman fulton and i'm getting H- i'm getting Shawn michaels hbk vibes from them as well so I'm really excited about these two pairing because, especially Raquel Gonzalez, I think is not only smoking hot, but amazing in her character she's doing. Raquel Gonzalez is a powerhouse that I haven't seen so probably since China yeah. uh, and, and probably better, uh, or at least potentially would be better. Uh, I can't wait to see what, what her career would pants out to be because I, I see star status with her. Do you agree with these, uh, the comparison of them being Shawn Michaels and Diesel? I think that's spot on, man. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I, I think that's really cool that, that that was brought up because, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Totally see that. Something it. I didn't think about until he said it. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I can definitely see that now. And now she's going by Big Mommy Cool. Genius. Fantastic. Loving it. But can we also talk about Dakota Kai? Please. She's been fantastic. And I, I've said to friends of mine, as soon as she turns heel, that's what I thought Bailey should have been. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. She, okay. yeah, she, 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 yeah, she grabbed onto that persona immediately, and I'm like, I, I and it's weird to say, but like, I, I wish Bailey would have watched some of that work because as soon as she turned, she like just got right into it, and it was best work of her career, and it like totally just like took off, like into what you were saying, Mark, earlier, where like where you feel it was like you know on and off. Never felt that with Dakota Kai. No, never. As happened. soon as she turned, she committed and full full steam ahead. And she's been doing fantastic, oh, and especially now, great. yeah. And now you know, for, so, so, Raquel, for some people, like you know, it, it's hard for them to do like you know turn, you know, either whether you're turning from face to heel or heel to face right away. You know, even with Britt Baker, I mean, 
me and you, we we love her work, but right off the bat, you know, her being a heel wasn't wasn't right away. No, caught on. Yeah, it took a you while, know, but it took a bit. And yeah, I mean, now she's it's lights out. Like I think she every week she's getting better and better and better. She's more consistent uh, with what she does. And I, just going back to Bailey, you know, I just feel like the consistency isn't there. I don't necessarily know. Like WWE, they've always been criticized, you know, for like not letting these guys be themselves and women be themselves. You know, it's it just some of these people, they, they struggle with what they're given as far as like promo work and character work. You know, we've seen it time and time again. Like, you know, these people are best when like they're amplified versions of themselves. Um, I, I think Bailey for the past at least month or two has been on her game. I think I, I agree with you in the beginning. It was very inconsistent, but I think she's really grabbed a hold of her role in the past few months. Me too. Yeah. My opinion. I've loved seeing her on commentary, the way she plays off of. I think that's helping really well with her. And stuff. It's been good yeah. to me. <laughs> Yeah. Boom, you hit it right there. You hit it right there. Like You notice more and more and more she's been working with Michael Cole on commentary with Sasha. I, I think the fact that it's, like, you know, maybe she just needed a little help. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what it was. Because, yeah, I agree. She's gotten better with it. And, you know, kudos to Michael Cole. Because, obviously, he's had a helping hand with that. You know, just oh, think- sure. I mean, we could even, I'm sorry to cut you, but, like, uh, we've seen even uh, leading up to that, like, her uh, Cole's work with Nikki Cross. Some yes, of the true. fantastic oh. television. Like, I love seeing that. <laughs> oh, that was great. And that even, great. like, she was throwing, and it's hard to shake Cole, and you could even see his actions on television. It was fantastic. Oh, no, that was, <laughs> that was pure gold. Him and Corey Graves, like, you just see them just doing everything they can not to snicker. <laughs> yeah. That was a golden moment, man. But, yeah, Michael Cole, unsung hero out there, huh? Yes, 100%. Especially interesting with Sasha Banks and Bailey on commentary that to Michael Cole – and um, Corey Graves don't take a side. They both find them annoying, and both, they don't, both of them don't want them out there. It's amazing how they just take over commentary like that. I appreciate that Graves hasn't changed his stance yeah. on Bailey and Sasha, so I'll give that. I do appreciate that because he's been, unspo- he's been so outspoken about Very, them for, for years. years. Yeah. So I'm glad he didn't go that typical route and... Now that they're heels, he joined there. You know, oh, yeah, they're, they're, they're such great friends. They're this <laughs> and that. Like, no, he still questions them, so. <laughs> no, I, kudos, I love that. Kudos to either Corey Graves or management who said, no, yeah, do what you're that doing. A nice, that was a nice touch. Yeah, no, I love that. that. Is. I mean, continuity, man. I think that's the only thing that's, that we're getting as far as continuity in WWE. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what we need in wrestling. That's uh, that's my biggest pet peeve, continuity. Mm. It's like they pretend like, you know, oh, that never happened. Yeah. yeah. That just happened last month. No, it didn't. <laughs> Look into this. <laughs> yeah, break out the men in black. Uh, yeah. <laughs> little gimmick. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to get into uh, the three count? Oh, my God. We haven't done three count forever. Yes, let's do oh, it. Uh, sing along with three count. No. It's time for the three count. All right, we have time for the three count. We've done it in a while, like Mark just said. It's one of our favorite segments. We take a topic, we count down the top three of that topic. It's pretty self-explanatory, really. So with everything going on with The Undertaker this past week announcing his retirement, we're going to go count down our top three favorite Undertaker rivalries. Governor, start with number three. The floor is yours. Ooh, this was a tough one to uh, narrow down. Um, Very tough. My number three would probably be his rivalry with Shawn Michaels. Really? Okay. That would be number three, yeah. Great series. Um, I mean... <laughs> Probably I'm a little older than a lot of listeners and you guys, so I've seen a lot of the Undertaker's career. But, yeah, number three, yeah, they're just 
their 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 matches of Mania were fantastic, especially the last one where even I, I can even picture right now like Michael's coming down from the heavens and it was just fantastic and the way they did it. Yeah, that was great. It was picture perfect. Yeah, good one. Mark? Yeah. Number three? So my number three, uh, I would have to say is, you know, these guys, man, they they had similar type of characters, especially back in the nineties. Uh, you know, you, you just see the matches that they had. They were, they were gruesome. You see a boiler room match. You see a Hell in a Cell buried alive. Yeah, I'm talking about Undertaker, Mankind. Yes, uh, nice. Their, nice. their chemistry that they had, man, like it, it just works so well with the characters. They added the fact Paul Bearer turns. Yeah, Undertaker is something we never thought we'd see. I, I remember watching as a kid. I was shocked. I was like, what? What? Yeah. What just happened here? Okay. Let us uh, first ever boiler room match. Boiler yeah. Room. Okay, yeah, kudos there. I forgot about that one. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you see, you see a Hell in a Cell, the classic moment, of course. I mean, yes. How can we not talk about that? Yeah, it just there are just so many great moments in their rivalry. It just stands out with me for the test of time. So I'm going with that. I feel like I put Big Foley on the map. A hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is our personal top three, not top three overall. So um, I really enjoyed the rivalry and the matches that were no surprise here. The Animal Batista. Love the rivalry, <laughs> and I just for some some reason I just love watching them in the ring together. I thought they had great chemistry. I just love watching their matches together. It's uh, no surprise. I'm just surprised it's number three personally. Really? Yeah, I thought it'd be higher. Oh no, it was just because I thought I was going to put mankind number three. But I remember just sitting. I don't know if you know, I was there for WrestleMania 23 to watch that match too. Um, you remind me every time. Yeah, <laughs> just seeing that match in person and just uh, following Batista's career since Evolution, of course, and Undertaker being the fucking Undertaker. I just really, really enjoyed that whole rivalry and that whole series of matches. And uh, personally, I'm going to just pick Batista because I, I feel like I haven't picked Batista in the top three in a while. So, Batista, number three. Next round, number two, Governor. Number two is probably going to be so, uh, surprising to a lot of people. Uh, Undertaker, Yokozuna. Oh, no, that's not surprising. That's not surprising that's at all. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fa- okay, good. That was a fantastic feud. Uh, I mean, even just like growing up and I could still envision like, as a child, like well, like growing up, like like remembering, like when they when they put the ca- the casket on fire, yeah, and oh then God. up on the Titan Tron, he's still alive in there, and he's like cutting a promo. I'm like, how is he doing this? Like, what's going on here? Like, this is like what? This is like magic. This is wizardry. What is going on here? And like, the, and that match, like it took like 15 people to beat down Taker. Yeah, uh, it was like so amazing. But Yokozuna, like, was a a legend in himself, like to just. Uh, and then we see Taker come back to like what Survivor Series to yeah, like, you know, yeah, like that which was, was like the a, best thing amazing back in the day. Yeah, like they built feuds up that long, and yes. even I, uh, we talked about this, you know, earlier the week. But like I just like I started watching the last ride, and he spoke about like you know he one of the first people he wanted to work was Yoko, and because he's like so inspired by the way he he moved for a guy his size of like five hundred six hundred pounds, and he moved like a, a cruiserweight. And it was just, like, amazing to see, like, both. And the Taker, too, like, at that time. Like, he spoke about how he would, like, build to the matches. Like, he worked slowly and slowly. And then, bam, you'd see those really quick, you know, lariats and clotheslines off the top rope. And it was, it was, it was, you never saw stuff like that at that time. And it was, like, so awesome to see that. Yeah. They so worked so well together, both of them. Like, it was just, you couldn't get enough of watching those two, those two, like, beings just go at it. Yes. And the story that was told was just magnific- magnificent. I can't speak because I'm just giddy with the memory that of uh, of that rivalry they had. That was a good one. 
couple months ago, a couple months ago on our three count, we picked our top favorite Undertaker moments. And I think me and Mark both had that moment of the Royal Rumble, um, Royal Rumble when him in that casket. 100%. Coming out of nowhere. 100%. In that Very moment, good. like, it even scarred me as a kid, scarred me for life. And I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I had to see with the lights on. I had to check my closet under the bed in the shower before I went to the bed. It just, oh, forget about it. Oh, Great. yeah. Like, when you mentioned that, it popped right into my head, like, remembering that. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much it burned in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't go to sleep tonight. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I have a nightlighter in here somewhere. I got to find it. <laughs> Mark? Uh, listen, you know, you talk about rock with Undertaker throughout his whole career, uh, you, you you can't help but think of his rivalry that he had with Kane. You know, I, I, I like it's just the careers are just so intertwined with each other. Uh, and again, going with storytelling, I mean, from the very get go, from like the debut of Kane, how that came to be, and just I, I, the careers are synonymous with each other. It, um, the matches again that they had, the Inferno matches, the I think they had a buried alive match as well. Like it just went on and on and on, and then them teaming together and then splitting up and teaming together. Like it just, it's craziness how that came to be. And uh, yeah, I, that that was just top notch storytelling right there. And to talk about continuity, just they told us all throughout how people still to this day probably think that they're brothers. <laughs> they're half brothers. Look at that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My number two king. That's basically what everything you just said. Not only is it great storytelling, great, great matches, we got the Inferno match, we got better live matches. We have these great iconic matches and moments, and um, WrestleMania 20, that feud continued and brought back the Dead Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a great moment, too. And, uh, yeah, there's was, so many great moments in, in that feud. Him and Kane just had a great career together, and I don't think Kane would be where he, definitely wouldn't be where he's at if it wasn't for Undertaker, and uh, great, great rivalry. So, yeah, thanks for stealing my number two, Mark. I think I'm going to steal your number one as well. But let's save that for later. Governor, number one. My number one is going to be Randy Orton. Oh, yes. that's a good one. That was him. my one of my favorite. And uh, he, he, until Brock broke the streak, Randy Orton was the only person I thought who would break the streak at the time. Same. I never believed it until I mean, like what? But building up to that feud, I'm like, I think they might give it to Orton. I think he's in that position. You know, allegedly, Taker wanted to give it to Orton. Yeah, and I could see because like he was on that, and and you know later on at SummerSlam they gave him that win, and you could see like later on you know that when he won, like him and Bob Orton doing the pose later on, yeah. like that's what I saw happening at Mania. But you know he was the only person I could see at the time. I'm like, you know what? If anybody's going to do it, I think Orton is that guy. Especially and, after like when Orton countered the choke slam with the RKO at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, uh, I I thought that was it. I, I, I thought for sure that was game over. Yeah, what better? Oh, yeah, and legends. like you know, it's you know, he's they 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 had the supposedly greatest wrestling match ever. But besides that, I think Randy Orton is one of the top five sports entertainment. You know, well, he's one of the top five sports entertainers of all time. Like once they got into like once they got away from trying to have a five star catches catch can match into like actual sports entertainment style wrestling and like showing emotion that's when it turned on and randy orton can't be beat like even watching at the end when he went up to edge and like whispered in his ear i was my friend i'm whispering like, I, in my head and i saw him like muttering like that son of a bitch yeah. like this motherfucker i can't fucking <laughs> believe it Yo, you, <laughs> so you're so me, like i'm cursing him out but I, in my head, i'm like He's doing such a great job. I'm like, I'm like, God damn, I hate you. <laughs> like, you know, t- touching about like Orton today, what he's doing, I, he, his, his mentality is so old school. 
You know, I feel like he took a lot from Taker about less is more. And it, it actually, I mean, look at the dude. I mean, it prolonged his career because he was getting shoulder injury after shoulder injury after shoulder injury. Because he, I think, was it hyperactive shoulders, it's called. Yeah. So it, 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 uh, it caused him to get dislocated shoulders a lot more than a normal person. So, you know, he, he's focusing on less is more. And, like, it works so well because he's so character-based. And yeah. you just see that. I just wish more people would take notes of, like, they, everyone should watch Orton Edge right now, what they're doing today. And just take notes. Yes, because it, it's just captivating what they're doing. But I'm, I'm getting away from uh, the actual subject at hand here. We're talking about the Undertaker. We're talking <laughs> about our number one, number one, take uh, number one moment or rivalry, I should say, with the Undertaker. So for me, okay. So I would say right off the bat, Shawn Michaels. But I feel like I need to tie these together because it is a rivalry. It is a story. I feel like we need to tie in Shawn Michaels and Triple H together. Uh, that that is the rivalry right there, you know. Even when the back in the DX days, you know, uh, they, they were still together. You know, you tie in with, with what happened towards the end with like the, that four year run WrestleManias. You know, with Taker and Shawn Michaels, you know, led to Shawn Michaels' retirement and Triple H trying to avenge his friend. And then at the very end, you know, yeah, Shawn Michaels being the guest referee uh, in a Hell in a Cell match at WrestleMania between Triple H and Undertaker, and one of the probably the greatest Hell in a Cell match in my opinion of all time. Um, well, end of an era. It was the end of an era. It truly was. And, uh, you know, all throughout their history together with those, uh, with the rivalries that they had, they just tied them together with them. It was never just Shawn Michaels. It was never just Triple H. It was really the, well, the three of them. And amazing matches. <laughs> yes. Amazing matches, yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels was my number one as well. Even not, not only did WrestleMania 25 and 26, but back in the day, Attitude Era, their rivalry, their matches were fun to watch. And them, them together were just money. They've had chemistry. He talked about it in the documentary. Uh, he's one of the best of all time. Um, and I don't know if Mark if I ever told you that that four year span I was I was there for all four of them. I don't know if I ever told you that. What the heck? Um, <laughs> but yeah, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, and there was I mean there, we're missing so many like the Edge rivalry, the rivalry with the corporate ministry, and the Vince um, McMahon, Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Oh, there's so many. You could yeah. There's so I mean, many. There's you, countless. You can go ones. over Bret Hart was a great one too. We're missing so many. Uh, one of my so one of my uh, runners up was J. Snake Roberts from back in the day. Yes, how they Amala. were how they were a team, and then they just turned. Um, there's so many. I want to hear your top three Undertaker moments, uh, Matt rivalries. Excuse me, top Undertaker rivalries. Let us know. Yeah, we did up. moments a while ago. Let's do rivalries. <laughs> so dial it up six one nine three four three three zero zero five inbox chatterwrestling.com or hit us up on our social medias. It should be fun. Because again, there's so many, so many to choose from. AJ, your first top three. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, first of many, buddy. Hopefully, hopefully. Right. I, lo- I'm, I, lo- I love doing this. All right, guys, let's get in some go-home thoughts. Again, we'll start with AJ Pan. Thank you for joining us. Any go-home thoughts for you, my friend? Um, it was a great time uh, talking to you guys today. Um, it's, a, it's a crazy world we're living in right now, but, yes. you know, I hope everybody listening, keep enjoying pro wrestling, that's all I can say. Um, hope you keep coming to independent shows or even with major league shows. Just keep watching, keep enjoying don't let whatever you see online discourage you from enjoying the product. There are bad, like, like everything right now going on, there are bad apples everywhere. But it doesn't speak for the entire portion. Same with pro wrestling. For all the idiots that are around, hopefully we're going to get rid of them. And when you come back to see us, uh, come support all the great, talented men and women who are out there. Who are going to put their best foot forward? We're going to perform for you like no other performer can, and just come and enjoy and 
get lost in pro wrestling for two, three hours. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me on social media uh, at Twitter uh, at AJPan underscore PCA and Instagram uh, at AJPanPC. Pan with one N, right? Yes, one N. All right, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, first of many appearances by the governor. Hollywood. Yeah, this it might be the pandemic talking. It might be me quarantining for so long talking. I, I actually enjoyed my interaction here with AJ Pan. I mean, you should. You know, I, I don't necessarily know what's going on with me. I might need to get checked out. But I uh, no, do thank for many you. other reasons. But yeah, yeah, you can sure, go fuck sure. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but AJ, seriously, thank you for coming back on, man, or coming on in general. Uh, I know we've been looking to get you on here for a while. Uh, the old XFL crazy. days. Yeah, yeah, crazy man. So, yeah, I mean, you know. It, crazy was this time but yeah definitely love talking to you guys and you know hopefully we can shed a great light on everything and show our love for pro wrestling and hope people will stay tuned for what we love no absolutely man the, the, like i couldn't even say it better so uh, my going thought is like yeah uh, you can follow my social media uh, you just go to your favorite actor.com because aj just said everything i probably wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> all right my go home thought is something i'm surprising it kind of uh hit me harder than I thought it would. I knew it was coming, but it, it happened anyway, and it, it's sad. I'm 37 years old. I remember watching The Undertaker's debut, and I remember following his career. The Undertaker has been a constant in my wrestling fandom. Huge constant. I'm following his career now on this documentary, getting to know the man behind the mystique. It's been a fantastic ride. Uh, I'm actually going to miss The Undertaker. I, don't, I forgot about a huge impact he had on my life now that he's gone. Um, so I joined many and millions of people saying thank you Undertaker for the uh, years of memories and uh, you will be missed he will and uh, you know that, that's a great note putty because yeah the, the dead man you know, he, he left his mark in professional wrestling with the fans and, and the talent and management all around you know uh, no one has ever said anything bad about him just nothing but respect uh-huh. and you know hopefully his presence in the locker room I mean the dude signed like what, a million a million-year contract, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, he's a WWE guy for life, so it seems. So, like, hopefully you know, he can have a backstage presence as far as you know, helping these young guys, which it looked like he was doing with NXT anyway. Um, you yeah, know, because alert. The, WWE, sorry. Uh, WWE, though, they, these young guys, they need guidance. They, they, need, they need all the help they can get. And who better than Undertaker? Especially, like, uh, the big men that he went to tutor and mentor the big men. And um, and what like I said, who better than the Undertaker? It's amazing, what a career he's had. That video package at the end of episode five with the music videos and him just looking back on his career. Again, AJ, spoiler alert. Apologize. Um, yeah. <laughs> AJ's on Twitter. He, he knows. Thank you, Taker is trending everywhere. <laughs> just, I mean, and again, it's pro wrestling, and I think he said it. He has no desire to be in the ring at this time. That's a key phrase right there. Who knows? In a year or two, he might get the itch again. I love so. the way he said it. Uh, yeah, no desire, but, you know, break glass in case of emergency. Vince calls. Exactly. So, you know, if he never comes back in the ring again, you know, uh, WrestleMania was a fantastic send-off. I loved the Boneyard match. I thought it was a great send-off. But hopefully, if he comes back, I'll be more than happy to support. And I'll be, thr- I'll be, I'll be that 13, 14-year-old who first saw him. I'll be marking out for his appearance and getting <laughs> goosebumps when I hear the bell toll. I'm not going to lie, as much as I'm a fan of the man, as much as a fan of the character and what he's done, uh, you know, especially after watching uh, all five episodes of The Last of, I almost said the last dance, of, of the last Ride, I hope this is it. 
Yeah, I don't want to come back again. I, 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 I don't I want agree. to see him come back. You know, I, I, I think he was looking for peace. He was looking for, you know, his perfect ending. He's been chasing that. And it seems like he got that with AJ Styles. So, you know, I, I hope for his sake, for his family, and for, for everyone that this is it. And for the love of God, Vince McMahon, you're probably going to feel the urge to right now because of the lack of star power. Just don't pick up that phone and call him. Please. <laughs> it well, he won't for Saudi Arabia, but that's another conversation. Because <laughs> <laughs> we see in the documentary, all five episodes, the constant is he wants to go out on a certain note. And when he thinks it's done, he gets disappointed, so he has to come back. When he comes back, he's disappointed again. And then he's not disappointed now. Don't come back because you run that risk of being disappointed and have to keep chasing that dragon that Triple H called it. Uh, and on a SmackDown, someone who's lived through the Eddie Guerrero special, the Owen Hart special, the Chris Benoit specials, it's great to see them tra- pay tribute to somebody who's still alive. Like that, you know what I'm saying? They don't often pay tribute to a, sh- a wrestler who's alive. They usually pay tribute when they pass. I'm happy that they did that. Uh, well, he's still alive to see it and enjoy it. Yes. That was well done. But again, thank you, Tega. That's all I can say. Eddie Japan, thank you for being here. Again, hopefully have you back pretty soon. Mark? You're here. So for everybody, <laughs> what the? I have been your host at Michael J. Party. Until next week, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. This shit's still going on. Take care of yourself. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Party up. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>